time, Braden Bottle is going to bring a special. And his helper.
special. This time the Manares family is going to bring us a special. Well, good morning. It is a blessing and a privilege to be with you all. And thank you so much for the opportunity. God is amazing. He really is. Um, we're, we just can't praise him enough for what he's done for us in Romania, through us. We couldn't do it without him. I know that's for sure. Um, he's an awesome God. Just what he's done in our family lives personally. Uh, we just praise him this morning. And uh, we hope the song is a blessing. It's titled, Follow You. And I love the message of the songs. It talks about being the hands and feet of Jesus. And you don't have to be in Romania to do that. You can be the hands and feet of Jesus right here. And I just pray it touches your heart today. Yeah. 
grab your Bible, Word of God, go ahead and open it in the book of Psalms, and uh, being an all-pro dad, or being an all-pro man of God, being an all-pro husband, this is Super Bowl Sunday in the world, and uh, I hope and pray that you are ready uh, to step it up now. You say, well, this is to husbands, dads, men, guys, message But as you noticed, that was such a powerful point that Brother Dave Maneri said that those women loved and forgave their husbands so much they want them to the Lord. So this sermon is not just for the men. It can be for the women too to say, I'm going to love my husband whether he's lost, whether he's backslidden, whether... And I'll forgive him. I'll show him the the grace and the love of Jesus. Is that possible? Today's culture, that's anti-culture. That's, that's not the way we're wired to offer that. You know, huh, you, you know, you mess up, you're done. You're out. You're history. And no forgiveness, no second chance uh, in today's culture. In today's culture also, uh, dads and guys and men... We're seen in a different light. It's all about machoism instead of being somebody. We're going to see this, and especially, I mean, football's, you know, bust somebody in the mouth kind of sport. And, I mean, it's hard hitting. It's all about toughness and grit and determination. But God's Word paints a different picture of a man, and we're going to end up with this, that a real man of God, if you step up and want to, I want to be a real man of God, and that is somebody that loves God with everything you've got. You love your wife and your family, and you love other people. And that's what the Bible says is a real man of God. We're going to look at that real quick. Everybody stand for the reading of God's holy word. Being an all-pro man of God, the text is found. Where we're going to start off, Psalm 37. So whether you're looking in your Bible or on the screen, either way, the word of God says this, Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Father, thank you for this opportunity to preach your word. Let your Holy Spirit work in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Uh, it's... it's it, Real quick, give you some tools. I've been given some tools in this Family Matters series. And um, one that's uh, for guys, if you would like to. What I'd like to show you is this. is uh, That very first slide is uh, Uncommon. Uh, Tony Dungy, excellent book if you are a reader. And uh, I, I highly 
Uh, we've got that in our library. Now, I think I may have it checked out. I was looking for some illustrations and stuff. And, and so, but it's in our library. It's available. I'll put it back on the desk along with some other things that I have. Next slide, real quick. And that is, uh, this, this something came to my mind. Tony Dungy and Lovey Smith in 2007 Super Bowl, uh, they got together with some other Christian uh, organizations and they took out a full, I don't know how much it cost, $100,000 or something like that, to take out a full page ad in the USA Today newspaper. I remember picking, I remember hearing about it. I went and bought one just so I could get it. And it says, no matter who wins the Super Bowl, obviously this is, you know, January, February, whatever, 2007, said we're both winners because we both accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior. And, you know, to make a public, bold declaration like that, that it's, it said, it doesn't matter, win or lose, we've already won. And you see, that's what made it point. Next slide real quick. You know, it's a real big thing. The, if you'll notice, and I, I knew this, and I've been paying attention to it for years, and that is uh, especially, you know, uh, who carries NFL games, uh, of course, the NFL Network and ESPN and NBC and, and Fox, and they'll always pan and deliberately the whoever's up there in the editing booth and controlling which camera angle gets what they very rarely show players getting together pray before the game and right after the game but it happens and if you've ever attended an nfl game they do and they unashamedly next slide and uh and they're of course my favorite team dallas cowboys hand in hand with our arch enemies the new york giants and justin tuck whom i despise in an nfl standpoint and uh so as a you know that kind of standpoint but uh and here they are you know demarcus ware you know and tony romo and they're praying locked hand in hands next slide and they just go on and on of course he's in action tonight uh, Russell is, and so he's there with Carson Palmer, and they're praying together. Next slide. And uh, setting all the example, Russell Wilson again, and uh, they're in Denver Stadium. Next slide. And uh, matter of fact, he's uh, he speaks all over the country, Russell Wilson does, and this is one of his logos, proud Christian, proud husband, and proud Seahawk, verse at the bottom, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. And so that's that's what we've come to. And, uh, that's, you don't, you can be a man of God in any context, on the job, in the NFL. And that's, of course, you know, celebrated tonight, whether you watch football or not. It's a big thing in the world, but being a man of God, a Christian man of God, boldly saying, I love Jesus and I will pray publicly before other people and take a stand. That's the kind of man that God wants you to be. And uh, as we get to this and some of the next slides, we've got, of course, one of the most famous one and what, what are men like and different things. And, and so I want to real quick, what are real men like? And, uh, you know, the world paints one picture. Uh, real men, <laughs> uh, just reading this, and this may offend some, I don't know, but real men don't, don't uh, pick flowers, they mow them down, okay? They, you know, what was that? You planted something? I didn't know you planted something. You know, we mow flowers down. You know, real men, we don't collect guns. We just shoot them all. You know, so if you, what's, if you can't shoot it, you know, why have it? Give it somebody else, you know. And, uh, real men don't complain. They don't whine. Uh, real men, if you chew tobacco, they don't spit. You swallow it. Okay. Come on. Be a man. You know, and, uh, you know, and, and I love this. Real men, we don't use 
baby wipes on the baby, get a pressure washer. I mean, why use baby wipes? Get the pressure washer out, you know. And, you know, something that old joke, you know, how many real men does it take to change a light bulb? We don't change a light bulb. We're not afraid of the dark, okay? And so why change a light bulb? We're not afraid of the dark. Be a real man. So that's the way the world looks at it. Another one real quick, and that is, you know, we all want to, you know, a real man wants to be that. And, you know, by the way, if you love your husband and support your husband and pray for your husband, and you'll be surprised what a real man in God's eyes that he steps up to be when you show him Jesus and you keep showing him Jesus. You never know how your prayer will be answered. Uh, one time at a high school, it was... Uh, they asked to speak to the assembly. All these recruiters, Army showed up, Navy recruiter and Marine recruiter showed up. And they all tried to one-up each other. And the very first one got up, Army recruiter. They only had so much time in the assembly. And they used, uh, the Army recruiter gave this long speech. And the Navy recruiter, not to be outdone, gave a longer speech. And then they re- the Marine recruiter got up and realized he had two minutes. And so he just stood there like this, staring at him. And he said this. He said, I doubt if there's even two or three fellows that would make it as a Marine. I'll see those two or three after the assembly. And he sat down. That was his speech. And he was the one mobbed. <laughs> because why? Everybody thinks that they've got what it takes to be a real man of God. The very first thing that we need to do is what I call develop faith muscle, okay? And the very first thing we need to think about is what I call aerobic kneeling. And uh, <clears throat> that is, of course, our prayer time. Three, the Bible says that David prayed this way, morning, noon, and night I went to the Lord. That's, some, that's not just praying, oh, by the way, over breakfast, lunch, and supper. That's having prayer time. And have you ever thought about this? You know, uh, most workout regimens and when people are trying to lose weight, uh, they will work out with, um, you know, say, recommend this. I've seen like this Bowflex thing or some other uh, exercise equipment that you can buy or treadmill. And they'll say, if you'll do this for, and they, it used to be 30, now it's 20 minutes three times a week. You'll lose weight and you'll have a body that looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something like that. And, you know, there's no way in the world. That's a scam. But just think, you know, so they're saying exercise for three times a week, 30 minutes or 20 minutes even uh, a time. What if you did that? I would take that over somebody who prayed five minutes every day. I mean, that's that's a big that's a big uh, commitment. You know, most of the time, how long do we do those exercise routines? <laughs> you know, they last a month. Ooh, we're, man, okay, I'm, I'm burnt out now. But, boy, I'd take that, you know, but, yeah, pray every day. But think about it. Have you ever tried to pray for 20 minutes? Woo. Three times a week, that would, you know, we, if we're going to commit to an exercise, uh, so many times uh, we won't commit the same way with our with our praying uh, real quickly first thessalonians five seventeen, and uh, just says this it's a real short one it says pray without ceasing if you turn in your bible go to the ephesians scripture now and it it simply says talking about prayer that we're to be prayer warriors now men are always about being prayer warriors and so here the word of god says the same thing in ephesians 
chapter 6 and verse 18, the Word of God says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all... That perseverance means not giving up. To persevere, to hang in there, to say, I want to bring... And even if you mess up, I encourage people who read their Bible and we just started over, and I know this is February the 1st, and reading your Bible is something, and we'll get to the Bible and the Word of God. What does it mean to be a real man in the Word of God? We'll talk about that. But what if I miss a day? Oh, man, I messed up. I didn't pray today. You know, it's just not... uh, well, this says persevere. Keep going even if you fall. Remember our very first scripture that the Lord d- directs the steps of a man. And even if he falls, who's there to lift him up? God is. And so that's the kind of man of God I want to be and the kind of man of God that God wants you to be. The man of God, even if I stumble, God is there. Even if I mess up, God is there. He helps me every day. I've got a relationship with Him and I pray with Him. And so... Uh, that's it. The next thing I call this anorexic men and their bulimic cousins. Now, I borrowed this title uh, from one of our uh, 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 writers and I said, man, that's right. And what he was talking about, there's two conditions that's usually popular, especially with young ladies, two eating disorders. And I hope and pray and I, I've dealt with some of this sometimes in the past and people struggle with uh, self-image or what they uh, uh, look like or appear like and there's anorexia which is basically saying the, a refusal to eat. A refusal to eat. Bulimia is this. It's the taking in of food but they don't digest it because they regurgitate it okay and uh, which sounds gross but did you know a lot of people have this same aversion to the word of god the word of god is food it's spiritual food and erectly said i don't want to eat i refuse to eat and some guys are like that i yeah i love jesus but how much time do you spend in the bible you know, I, I don't ever take any nourishment in. I don't ever take anything in. Matthew 4, 4. I mean, Jesus said this, if I'm going to do battle with the devil. Jesus said this, man shall not live by sunbeam, wholesome, or best by bread. <laughs> not by that only, but by every word that comes from the mouth of god that's our spiritual food that's where you get your backbone strength to be the man of god that god wants you to be so in looking at this i I think about this and i've used this as an example when i get up in the morning uh i i grab uh my glasses now it used to not be (laughs) And uh, and then and I'll wait on the hearing aid, you know. And I'll, I'll, I'll hear, hear Karen saying something. I just don't know what she's saying. I'll wait on the hearing aid. But, uh, but you know, and the very first thing, besides grabbing those things, grab my phone or my Bible. And so I got that because I read my Bible on both. I flip-flop between them because I got the reading plan going on and whatnot. But anyway, so I grab it. Then I get my coffee. Now, used to... When we lived in town, and I love a newspaper, I do. When newspaper, I love newspaper. 
I remember those two things I went through, and, and, my, and God convicts me both times. Because you see, the very first thing I flip on being a sports nut is sit down, even with my Bible sitting there, and, and grab my coffee. It doesn't take long on the coffee, bun coffee maker or carry, because I love coffee. And that's helping me wake up, so I'm ready now. But this is it, what I do first. Sports Center, Bible. Back when I did the newspaper thing, newspaper, Bible. And a lot of times I'd grab that newspaper first. I'd open it up to the sports section. Read the headlines real quick, sports section. Or if I didn't, don't have a newspaper, sports center, 140 Dish Network. Yeah, I know it. I know the channel. Okay? God convicted me both all the time, any time that happens. And he says, hey, who's the more important? Me or sports or newspaper or whatever. And I, uh, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm convicted. Pause. <laughs> Mute, click, whatever. Turn it off. Put him first. You see what I mean? Uh, quickly. So what about this? That, that's a, an avert. Which, which is more important? Then bulimia. Talk about it. Uh, real quick. Uh, two scriptures. Uh, Psalm 1-2. And uh, I lo- that whole Psalm chapter 1, of course, is loaded. It's awesome. But that one verse there, the man of God, what? His delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law doth he meditate. You don't just say, okay, I read it. Hey, preacher, I was there Sunday morning. I heard you preach. But it's not that because there's a lot of people who are saved, born again Christians, but you're bulimic. Means you take in right here. That tastes good. But you don't take it in and nourish on it and digest it and consume it and let it help you grow and so on and so forth. And so, so many times we don't let God's word. Folks, listen, I was talking about uh, Braley growing and getting bigger. If she doesn't eat and digest and she won't, it'll, it'll stunt her growth. And a lot of us are stunted spiritually. We don't grow because we haven't digested. We haven't taken in. So our growth is stunted and we're not the men we're, or ladies that God wants us to be because we haven't, we just get enough to taste and we haven't tried to digest any. John fifteen fourteen says this. If you take it in, guess what will happen? You'll actually do it. If you'll digest the Word of God, what does it mean? I love Jesus and I do what He says in His Word. Develop your core. big thing about working out is uh, uh, developing your core. There's a lot of exercises to develop your core, your back, your core right in here, your stomach muscles. And that, that's everything. I remember the very first time that I hurt my back. You know, me and Dad were building a, a, a corral for his cows. And uh, he had ran across this deal on like 200 railroad ties. And I'm, he says, let's go get them, move them. And help. He's gonna, he wasn't building a corral. He was building a fort. I mean, he had a, he had an Angus bull that was. I mean, it, he he still loves his Angus bulls, and he's got and they're huge, you know. And so he's going. This ain't nothing going to tear this corral down, you know. And grabbing them, he's got there, and he's sitting on the tractor with the auger, you know. And I'm on the other end. And he's he's got an old tractor. It doesn't have much hydraulic down push. So guess who's on the other end? We have a cheater pipe on it. And I'm hanging on it, you know, getting the hole dug, and then take it out, and then guess who gets to throw the. Cr- 
cross tie in the hole. Yeah. You know, 24-year-old Michael, boom, 24 years old. I get in... Taylor had just been born. You know, she doesn't weigh eight pounds. But then I go to move her that night. Ah! First time I'd ever locked up my back ever in my life. And so, uh, and from then on, I'm watching, I'm watching that thing. But your core muscles is where it's at. You know, if you want to have a strong core as a child, excuse me, a Christian, a man of God, you got to develop these four areas real quick. You know what it is? Your character, your honesty and integrity, your humility, and your courage. You know what? I was reading this one thing about Tony Dungy before he went to the Indianapolis Colts. And they had a, that year they had a big dilemma who to draft first. Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf. And it came down to one thing, character. And character. That's what they went with, character. And it turned out to be an accurate pick because of that character. You know, in looking at these things and developing your character, your character, according to 1 Samuel 16, 7, your character is what God sees. Because man, man looks at the outside. And we judge each other all the time. And you look at the outside, but guess what? God looks at your heart, and he sees what makes you up. Your character can be tested privately and publicly, but outward, it reflects what's going on inside. I want to get to this scripture real quick. And y'all are doing great. You know, it, you know it, we're a little bit after 12. Y'all are doing awesome. Hang in there. Look at this scripture. Look at Galatians chapter 5. Look at this scripture real quick. Now, I, I put two slides up there, Kenneth. I want you to do this first one. Whether you're looking at your Bible or looking, because some of you have King James Bible. Some of you have other versions, whatever. And uh, you're looking at it. I like this, you know, but the fruit of the Spirit. This is it. This is who makes you up. What are you? If you're, if you're saved, this is inside of you. Whether you nourish it or not. Whether you let it out or not. If you're saved. You can keep it bottled up. That's called backslidden. Uh, like uh, Brother Dave was saying, wimpy man of God. You're still saved, but you don't let any of this stuff out or grow. For the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Now, some of those words are a little bit older, so go to the next slide, which is New King James Version. And it just uh, fruit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. So, basically, that's that temperance. A lot of times we don't, we don't know what those is, but... To, to we have gentleness, kindness. Are you a kind person? Do you let it? It's in there if you're saved, just letting it out. And so, matter of fact, in Proverbs, it's in 28, 18, it talks about our integrity. Whoso walketh uprightly shall be saved, but he that is perverse in his ways shall fall. That's our, in other words, Job, his wife told him to lose his integrity. And in... Uh, Ephesians 4, 1, 2, it talks about our humility. And uh, I want to hit this one real quick because this is pretty powerful. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1, look at this scripture and what it says about uh, humility. Because a lot of us are, you know, uh, two people that were speaking in the NFL drafted about the same time. Uh, 
Deion Sanders and Barry Sanders for the Detroit Lions, two totally opposite. One was all about braggadocious and, and prime time. The other one's about being in the background, being humble. But was the world record-setting running back. You know, two different approaches. I don't know how God's wired you, but the Word of God says this about your humility. In Ephesians 4, verse 1, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beg of you, beseech you, that you walk worthy of what? The vocation wherein you are called. Which means this, what are you called to do? Husbands, wives, what does God want you to do? Basically this, he wants you to be the Christian and represent him above all else. And how are you to do it? Look at verse 2. With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, that means patience, forbearing one another in love, lifting one another up in love. And, of course, David was a man of courage. Think of anybody who fought, fought off a nine-foot giant. And uh, <clears throat> a nine-foot giant. Look at this scripture in 1 Samuel chapter 30. This is pretty cool. This is whenever he was on the run and him and Saul weren't seeing eye to eye. 1 Samuel 30 verse 6. And it says here <clears throat> that David was greatly distressed. Because of the uh, Philistine, because, you know, he was, uh, the people spake of stoning him, excuse me, because of the soul of all the people's grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. He was down at the beginning of verse 6, but he was up at the end of verse 6. Because he encouraged himself in the Lord. I'm going to really hit that parenting hard tonight and that end of it. All right, real quick, before we get ready for Brother Norman, an invitation. Okay, I need to be a man of God. You know that. Wives, you need to support. You know, a lot of times, if you're always running your husband down, he will end up meeting your expectations. Those running running them up. but if you're always lifting and building him up even when and that doesn't mean just flattery but encouragement and prayer there's a difference by the way if i'm going to be if i have that core and that character and all that integrity and humility it's going to lead me to love my my god it's going to lead me to love my wife and my kids uh, real quick, let me see a show of hands. Does anybody in here enjoy bowling? Anybody enjoy bowling? Lift up your hands. Okay, I enjoy bowling. And I'd love to bowl with you sometime. I've got a, uh, a I average about two, 290, 290. Yeah, right in there. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. And, of course, uh, that's my average from 10 feet away. And so 10 feet away. That's my average. When I back up, Brother Ed, to the to the regulation line, it's about 150. So, and so, but the thing is, it's like parenting. Error increases with distance. 
error increases with distance. If you want to be a man of God, get closer to your family. Stop putting it off. Stop making excuses and being selfish with your time. Now, I know you say, well, I, what about my, I can't have any man time? I can't have hunting and fishing and got a choice i'm not saying nothing there's nothing wrong with that i enjoy all of it you got to balance it out error increases with distance so the further you get from them more likely error is going to creep in there it's your choice to be the man of god to be the parent to be the man the wife the person that god wants the vocation that you're called to do forbearing one another in love Brother Norman, as we get ready, let's go. Our musicians, everybody bow for a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you that you give us great insight from your word about how to be an all-pro man of God. It's not easy. We, we just want to be like everybody else in the world, but your word paints a different picture. We don't want to humble ourselves before God. We sure don't want to... Uh, have to do everything that you ask us to do? Everything? It is a great responsibility. Whether man or wife, husband or lady, may we rise to the occasion and be who you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.